home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Coming down. Dedicated to the boys riding slab. What's up? Hey, dude. How's it going? Oh, I'm just chilling. Watching uh, hockey. Oh, yeah? Little playoffs? Yeah. What game is it? Uh, game five, I think. I haven't been paying much attention to this series. Yeah, who's winning? It's tied. Two all, huh? Yeah. So, pretty pivotal game here. Yeah, um, I'm hope I'm hoping that's going to be the case in the. Uh, actually, I'm hoping the Raptors go up three one here in the NBA. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be real nice. But that's enough real sports, Jeff. Okay. This is a fake sports program. Only the finest. Only the finest. So, what have you been up to today? Oh, not too much, dude. Just doing laundry and yoga and playing the instruments and such. Coin laundry? You still coin laundry guy? Oh, yeah. So, is that an eternal battle with getting the quarters? Yeah. I got a system. (laughs) You got a Perkins system? Yeah. Explain your system. I just keep a couple singles around. Make sure I, I, I t- take my singles out with me when I go to the bar. Uh, Badges has a, a quarter machine, so make sure to stock up at least once a week on like three three dollars. That's that's one load of laundry. Okay, so you go to you know where you go to get your quarters to play some pool, but you get your quarters to do some laundry. Yeah, before they had this uh, quarter machine and badges, uh, it's a lot trickier. I had to go to certain establishments and collect quarters, and not all of them are kind about giving you change and shit. Oh, yeah. We've got holes about it, so. So, do you have the laundry, the coin laundry on, on site? Or you got oh, yeah, it's on, yeah, it's on site. Is it, like, terrible? Tiny little machines? They're not big. 
I mean, they're not like microwaves, but they're not big by any means. But they're not like the tiny little... Like, I've seen ones where like the diameter of the washing machine's gotta be like 12 inches. Oh god, no. That's good. No, it's, 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 it's doable. I, I'm not, I'm not complaining too much, uh, though it could be a little cheaper. What? How much is the load? Like I say, three, a buck fifty wash, buck fifty dry. Yeah. I feel like when I, when I had a dryer out, I feel like I was, it was even more expensive where I was going. Really? I, Seems kind of absurd. Just uh, get a little fucking hot air. Well, yeah, it's definitely absurd, but, I mean, at that point, they can charge whatever they want. Yeah, it's a monopoly. You know what are you going to do? Just take your wet clothes home? Yeah. Hang them around your house? <laughs> like a bozo? Jeep <laughs> City, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff, that, uh, so the intro song, I, we gave, gave you some laid-back southern shit called Diamonds and Wood. From UGK off the uh, Ride and Dirty album. Are you familiar? I am not. Okay, well you're gonna like this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good album too. Ride and Dirty, UGK, Bun B and Pimp C. Rest in peace, Pimp C. Rest in peace. So this past Saturday was the uh, the wrestling show at the Northwoods Mall. Yeah, for the kids. For the kiddos with uh, Sensei Bach, and I, I don't think I got a whole lot of opportunities to talk to you about it, but it was pretty sweet. They had it uh, right in the middle of the mall, so like you walk in through the, fo- the food court on the second story and you look over the balcony, and it was right there. Wait, you said smack dab in the middle by the food court shit? Yeah, so if you walked in on the food court entrance and then walked straight to the rail, like the look over, and you look down, that's where it was. Oh, that's nice. So, uh, it was, so I watched a little bit up there, and then I made my way down and got real close to ringside, and, uh, there was a decent turnout. Was there? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was funny to hear everybody's, like, all the people that didn't know what was going on, you know? Like, this kid, I was watching it up up on the balcony, just, like, leaning on the rail, and this kid started watching it, and he just turned to me, and he was like, this is fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah? I was like, uh, I don't know, it's wrestling. <laughs> like, he was just blown away. I don't know if he was high or what his deal was. And then, uh, I was down, I was on the floor level, and, uh, this, this girl walked by. Like a little girl, and she was like, what is that? Like, what is that? Oh my god. And the mom was like, don't worry, it's fake. It's fake. And I was like, yeah, the, this this 300 pound dude isn't as uh, satanic as he may appear. Yeah. It's, it's all, all part of the show. But um, it was good. There was The first match was the Sensei Bach match versus... Uh, Khalil Akbar, right? That was his name? Yeah, uh, they're starting it off heavy, huh? Yeah, heavy he got a, yeah, yeah, he got a good, right? He got a good spot. It was a, uh, the opening match. And it was a good match. Uh, Sensei Bach won, but then, uh, like I showed you the video, and I posted the video on our Instagram page, uh, Khalil 
was a was a coward, a scoundrel. And yeah, came, he was. Came from behind with the uh, low blow after the match had finished. So there was that well, one. It's just a low blow, though. It wasn't more. Nope, just one single low blow, and then he was out. Okay. Took well, he it. Didn't take too far, then. No, he just took his elf shoes, and he was out of there. His elf shoes. Yeah, he was wearing like. Remember how Xavier Woods always wore those elf shoes? I don't know if he still does. Yeah, the curly guys? Yeah, he was wearing some curly cues. Those are goofy shoes, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was like this tag team named the Asylum that was like these two huge guys and they were really fun to watch. Kind of like a heavy machinery type of feel. Oh, okay. But, yeah, a couple of super heavyweights, but they were super animated and, like, stayed, you know, stayed thick in character the whole show. It was really cool. So I like them a lot. I'm sorry, uh, what I was going to say was, you mentioned the two big boys, and I'm thinking of that other tag team with Paul Ellering, and I can't even remember them because they got buried so badly. Oh, the, uh... Authors of Pain? Yep, okay, that's it. They gone. Are they? No, I don't know. I don't know where the hell they are. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> anyway, but they're more like heavy, machi- heavy machinery than a- AOP. Yeah, but uh, they were both like super heavyweights. Nice. But they were really cool. There was a guy there named the Apocalypse... That was like a juggalo type of dude. And, uh. So you know that's Bandit Peoria, buddy. And I said, welcome home. He got, the, home. He got the, uh. He got the biggest pop of the night, I think. And, uh. You know, of course he would. It's Peoria, Illinois, baby. Something. Man, what's, with, what's with Peoria at ICP, man? It's something about that river, man. Apparently, you do, you, st- you you spend too much time close to that river, and you start developing a uh, uh, a family vibe, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, me and uh, me and Andy and Bork talk about this all the time. It, it runs thick in Peoria, man. The family tides are thick. Maybe maybe Marty should be our. Uh... Our, our, our family correspondent. He should. He could have a... Yeah, I should have him write out some stuff. We were going through it one night at the bar of reasons why we're juggalos. Uh, and the, the list was long, by the way. He was talking about how he uh, he used the last ice cube out of the ice cube tray. And then he, and then he put the empty tray back in his freezer. Which is a total juggalo move. Oh shit! As, as we all know, um, <laughs> he mentioned that I got married in a public park, which I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't deny that one. No, no, man! Holy shit! That's hilarious. <laughs> so uh, yeah, apocalypse, man. Juggalo feel. He got the biggest pop of the night, I think. I didn't. Uh, was he a heel? Was he a heel? No, no, he was the good guy. The his opponent was like an older guy with a like an ultimate wrestling haircut. Honestly, like this guy had the look 
Like, I kept looking at him like, was that guy, like, on TV at one point? Like, he looked like he... I mean, if you would have seen him in an episode of WCW Nitro, 1996, you would not be... Was it Landstorm? No. (laughs) It wasn't Landstorm. But, I mean... No, you know what he looked like? He looked like one of the guys uh, from the Nasty Boys. You familiar with them? Oh, God. Yeah, the name's familiar, but I can't bring up an image right now. I don't know what the guy's name is. I think he's, like, real close with Hulk Hogan. But, uh, like, you know, like, they're close friends. But I think, uh, I think that's the guy he looked like. But, yeah, he looked like a nasty boy. So, yeah, the apocalypse was the, was the baby face. And, um, I probably stayed an hour and a half. I don't know if I, I didn't see the end of it. But uh, overall, it was a cool show. There was a guy there with a Confederate flag. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, Jesus part, Christ, that's the empty circuit. Yeah, part of his intro was like waving that Confederate flag around. So, that was a little bit... But then again, like you said, that's wrestling. Christ. But the production was pretty good. Solid from the... Uh, Midwest Impact Pro, like they had the the little PA system there, and uh, everything sounded good. So it was pretty sweet, man. I, I did I send you any pictures? Uh, I I just got the uh, vid. Oh, and then you saw the ones I posted on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So you got uh, a, you got a good look at what the layout was. So what what was the vibe like with the with the Confederate flag came out? It was like uh, neutral. Like he wasn't a heel, or no, he was he was a heel. But uh, it was still but, like, like people were like they were in that kayfabe lifestyle. Yeah, I don't think anybody was upset about it. Okay. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like it was like neutral. I'm sure there was other people thinking what I was thinking. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't like anybody was pissed or anything. But then I watched a video of that guy on the on YouTube or something, and uh, I guess this is his character because everything I saw of him was the Confederate flag. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean that seems a little political to be doing uh, for a charity event for the kids, but that's yeah, just me. yeah. And then uh, Sensei Bach posted something on his Instagram. I think it was like twenty five hundred dollars raised. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. That's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it was. I don't know how many people you would say was there because, like, people obviously, if you see some wrestling in the mall, like, you have to stop and watch. Yeah, they're solitary. So <laughs> I don't know how many people actually showed up there for that, but it was pretty sweet. I mean, I, I like. They took a brief intermission. I just walked around. Uh, I bought like a card game, and then I got a slice of pizza. So it was, oh, yeah. it was a real relaxed event. Have you ever, uh, when you get back in Peoria, you gotta try Cheese Nuts Pizza. Where's that? I think there's one. They have a brick and mortar, but I can't remember where he said it was. Bartonville or something, but there's one in the mall. Like the where, Northwoods? Yeah, where they just do it by the slice, you know? Yeah. But it is so good. The slices are like 
I don't even know how to describe it. Like from from end to end on the crust, probably like ten inches, so it's a big slice. So it's a New York slice. It's a New York slice. And it was so good, I was extremely tempted to hit a second slice. But I opted for a cookie. That's probably a smart move, Eric. Yeah. If you go for a second New York slice, depending on the place, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't come back. No. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But uh, yeah, next time you're in Peoria, remind me. We got it. We'll get like a big one to go, a full za. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the Northwoods Mall show. It was pretty sweet. So uh. Shit, I completely lost my train of thought, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got lost in this hockey game. Oh. I got a guy with a broken jaw playing. Did you know this? No, who is it? Uh, the big veteran from Boston, uh, Chara. Can't oh. remember his name, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's rolling around with a 90s-style cage mask to protect his jaw. Dang. Does it look crazy? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, he's a huge fucking guy too. Like one of the bigger men on the ice. So. Oh yeah. He looks, he looks like a psycho out there. Yeah, he looks like he's like seven feet tall with skates on. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you watch? Did you watch Takeover? Yeah, I I caught it in segments over the weekend. Like I I didn't watch it from start to finish, and then by the time I got home Saturday night. Uh, I meant to watch the main event. Dunn fell asleep about five minutes into it when they're still feeling each other out. Yeah, go back and watch that. That main event was great. Was it? Yeah, for sure. The, I think highlight the, of the show? Yeah, I liked the... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. But I liked the tag match a lot. Did you see that one? Oh, the uh, ladder? Yeah. Yeah, I like that I, one. It, it was hard to it was hard for me to tell people apart, you know, because I don't know any of the tag teams. But still, yeah, yeah. The only one I'm real familiar with is the the, the ones that ended up winning, and I'm still not that familiar with the the uh, Street Profits. Yeah, I'm not familiar with them either. Yeah, so, and I didn't I didn't know that there was a Red Solo Cup in their. Uh, in, in their gimmick. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. So I'm just watching the crowd and everybody's got a red solo cup. I'm like, that's weird. They're serving their beers in red solo cups out there. Okay. Morrow, Morrow was the highlight of the night for me, man. He's killing it out of that thing. Yes. Yeah. He's still putting in pop culture references. Like, I can't remember what he said, but it. He'll stretch for me. He doesn't care. It's great. Yeah. No, you're right. I was going to mention that too. He, Morrow is the best that they have. For sure. By far. Like, it's not even a close second. No. Like, who's second fucking Corey? He's, 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 
He's treading water. He's sinking, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's becoming corporate Corey in my book. Yeah, he's he's got he's had too many Vince bugs in his ear. Yeah, totally. Uh, he's Morrow doesn't do what Jr. always complains about. I don't know if you ever listen to his podcast. But, Not just occasionally when I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> well, they changed the format now, so it's different now. But anyway, uh, he always used to talk about, and it was so true, he'd always talk about how uh, right now WWE is constantly talking about something besides the match. Yeah. And after he pointed it out, it just drives me nuts now. He, uh, he, just, he was talking about how it completely takes you out of the moment, like... They're always talking about, oh, and remember that so-and-so did this to so-and-so at so-and-so. Yeah, it's constant analysis. Yeah, it's constant. It's it's wrestling for dummies 24-7. Let me remind you of this. Let me remind you of that. Oh, and then that happened. You remember, right? And then this is going to happen. But, but what if this happens? Yeah. But what if that happens? Yeah. But it's never what's actually happening. No. So Morrow does a great job of not doing that. No, he's, he's, he's just, he, he's been perfect since day one. And then JBL to go and fuck shit up. Yeah. This but, is before our podcast, so I'm a fan about it now. Yeah. But, JBL, I mean, you blew it with your stupid little bullying and your little cheesy-ass wrestling court. Yeah. Paul's a good-ass announcer, and you fucking scared him away. And now yeah. he's an NXT. Yep. But he seems like, I haven't... I've listened to him a couple times, but he's, like, talked about it, how the the schedule, like, the not traveling and all that shit so much better for him, because he has, like, whatever he's got going on. Uh, so good for him. I mean, apparently it's a lot better lifestyle for him. I'm sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really... So are you saying he doesn't want to come up? No. Nope. He has, uh, he's bipolar and something else. So he's got a couple of things, a couple of the old, uh, how do they call them in today's world? Mental, or what is it, what do they say? Help me out, throw me a bone here. Mental differentiations? No, uh, God, why can't I? Anyway. Disorder? Yes, mental, yeah, he's got mental disorders, so he's bipolar, I know for sure, and I'm not sure what else, but he says this is so much better for, like, his lifestyle and his, his health, his mental health. Okay. So, so, good for him, plus, like, NXT, like, now that I'm starting to watch it, is really, it might be the best thing they have right now, I don't know. I mean, uh, what I like about NXT is just the markiness of the crowds, you know, you don't get... It's it's not wrestling for dummies. Yeah. You know, the the crowd is into it. They're they're smart, and then you got Morrow on the announcing uh, Nigel, and Nigel will not analyze the shit out of a match. He's an ex wrestler, so. Yeah. Yeah, like night is so is the normal tapings just Morrow and Nigel, or is it always a three uh, three man booth? I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd say it's probably a three-man booth. You know, they like to put too many cooks in that kitchen. Oh, yeah. Because this, for this one, it was uh, Beth Phoenix, right? Yeah. Was the third. 
Yeah. But no, it's a great take by you. The the announce the Morrow might have been the star of the show. He was just going off the entire time. He's yeah, the he's the new JR. He really is. So if you want some quality announcing, maybe uh watch watch Raw and mute, skim through it, and give yourself a little extra time for NXT. Yep, because Michael Cole will make you feel like a complete dumbass. Yeah, and it just slows down the show with this dumbass announcing. So speaking of Michael Cole, Jeff, let's get into <laughs> some uh, Monday Night Raw. I thought this Raw was pretty benign. What do you think? Oh, the whole week is pretty benign, man. They're setting up an international show. Yeah, there's nothing there. Um, uh, I think SmackDown was more benign than Raw, personally. but So I didn't... Once again, I failed... And I had heard such good things about TakeOver that I wanted to delegate my, my wrestling time to TakeOver. That's uh, completely fine. Which I thought was a good idea. I don't regret it. To the pay-per-view, you mean? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you meant like this week's NXT or... No, like, uh, yeah, like I watched, instead of like trying to get through, made sure I got through Raw and SmackDown, I, I watched Raw... And then I was like, I gotta watch TakeOver. You know what I mean? I gotcha. So I didn't get through all of SmackDown, but I, 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 I whisked through it for the Goldberg moment. Uh, I just had to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the dumbest things I, I saw in Raw was <laughs> the Rey Mysterio uh, is gonna relinquish the title. But... Why did they tell us that before the segment? And why did they tell us that he was going to relinquish it to Samoa Joe? Well, I mean, the title relinquishment has been... Like, that's been in the books for a while now, hasn't it? Oh, maybe. Maybe I've been missing on the Hulu cut. I thought I heard last week he was injured and had to relinquish. And so he was just doing it this week... Um. Yeah, they didn't mention that. He's just giving it to Joe. Did they, so? Did I mean, you, that that does make sense, but they just did a shitty job of uh, explaining that. Like, remember how Joe wasn't pinned? Yeah, so, so he's getting the title. So, did you know about the relinquishment, or did yeah. you know he was giving it to Joe last week? No. I mean, I didn't think about. it. I just figured, oh, he's gonna fucking hand it off to Cole or something stupid. I just thought it was hilarious that right before they went to commercial, they were like, Rami Sierra's going to relinquish the title, and Corey just sneaks in. He's like, yeah, he's going to relinquish it to Samoa Joe. And then it cuts to commercial. It's like, okay, <laughs> now I have absolutely zero reason to watch this segment. Yeah. And that's really what happened. They weren't lying. He relinquished it to Joe. Uh, Joe, of course, puts him in the in the clutch. Yeah, puts him in a clutch for old time's sake. But yeah, that drove me nuts. I was like, "Why did you just tell me all that? Well, I don't like. Why not make it a surprise?" So this raw, especially, they seem so desperate. Like they're they're getting desperate. It's a slow season. Yeah. And raw's too long, so they got to fill up with previews for what's happening later on Raw. And at the top of the show, like they hit you with so much, like Rock cashes in tonight. Undertaker's here. 
Rey Mysterio relinquishes. Blah, blah, blah. Here's this match that's happening next. And you're like, okay, just calm the fuck down, dude. Yeah. You're acting like a desperate fucking drunk girl at a bar or something, you know? Yeah, it's pathetic. It, it was even worse. I felt like it was worse on SmackDown. Like, I'm fast-forwarding through it to try to see the Goldberg Undertaker moment. Yeah. And all I saw was just just constant recaps and flash-forwards and Super Showdown. Triple Threat Women's Match. Super Showdown. This is what happened last week. Brock Lesnar. Super Showdown. <laughs> it was just crazy. Like There was no actual anything new happening. Just tons of, of previews for what's going to happen. You know what I think would uh, help this out a lot more? Is if they just went back to a, like a more classic form. Like, nowadays they constantly have someone coming in and getting ready for a match. Oh, yeah. Like, before the commercial, and then we get back from the commercial, and the match is about to get underway, you know? Yeah. Like, they're trying to cliffhanger us through the commercial. Yeah. And I think, like, having the entrance... Like, that ruins the live... The live audience thing, because they get the entrance, and then they just get fucking black, and Alexa Bliss is just standing in the ring, uh, not living that kayfabe lifestyle for the next two minutes. Yeah, and while our music plays. Yeah. And then, yeah, the music pops back on, and lights come on, and then she's ready to go again. It's, it's not good for the live audience, and it's not good for, like, flooding with all this preview and wait to see what happens next type of shit. Like, just show them walking from the locker room if you have to show any sort of cliffhanger. Don't give me the entrance. Yeah. That ruins the whole flow of the match. Yeah. Yeah, they used to do the back the locker room one a lot. Like he'd be wrapping up his wrists or something. Yeah. Throw a couple punches. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're doing the same. They're doing it with the briefcase for some reason. Like, why do we need to constantly like at the top of the show? The announce team says Stephanie McMahon's pissed that Brock has disrespected the briefcase and the. WWE Universe and the champions by toying with them. And this, for some reason, prompts Paul Heyman to declare that Brock's going to cash in on Raw. So we Is get... that the setup for how that happened? Yeah. Stephanie was pissed at Brock for toying with the briefcase. That doesn't make any sense. No, that's the whole fucking point of the briefcase. <laughs> yeah, and why do we... That, like, the thing that they keep doing with, oh, he's going to cash it in tonight, and then now he's going to cash it in Friday. Yeah. Like, why, why, why are we doing that? That's not the point of the briefcase. No. It's supposed to be fucking random, but they're desperate for viewers to cling on. So they're like, no, Brock's cashing in tonight. That's what Paul Heyman said. Is anybody dumb enough to believe that? Uh, kids probably are. Yeah. Probably right. I mean, they're living that kayfabe lifestyle. Yeah, you're probably right. Sometimes you forget that this is supposed to be for kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that just, just drives me nuts. Like, no, he's not cashing in tonight. My fucking ass. Yeah. Um, like, I, I did not believe for a second that he was cashing in. No. He ends up, while we're on it, uh... 
there's a there's a moment towards the end of the show where Seth's in ring about to do a promo, Seth Rollins, and Brock's music hits. Corbin attacks Seth from behind with a uh, end of days because they Corbin and Seth have a match at the Super Show on Friday. Uh-huh. And then Brock's music hits again and he comes out with uh Heyman, a referee, the briefcase and a steel chair. And he just beats the shit out of Seth. Yeah. It was a beatdown. Old school beatdown, dude. Yeah. Bears to the back. Pa-cock. Yeah. I liked I like this beatdown. I just wish Morrow was on the call. Yeah. Because Cole's probably talking about You remember how it, he said he was gonna cash in tonight? Right? You guys remember that? <laughs> Can, uh, Seth gets wheeled off on a stretcher, right? Into the ambulance. Yeah, and the man goes with him to the hospital. <clears throat> oh, did she? Yeah. I didn't catch they're, that. They're, they're sucking her into this kayfabe lifestyle, man. The relationship is now kayfabe approved. Really? I mean, they, they've mentioned it a couple times now in the last couple weeks. I don't understand why I keep missing stuff that could be actually interesting. <laughs> and they keep showing me fucking Lars Sullivan and and the Lucia house party every week. I get that every week. Oh, that's disturbing. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, what else from Raw did you like or is notable? Um, I enjoyed the Firefly Funhouse. Oh yeah, that's that- pretty trippy. Yeah, it was like a, uh, there's a new character. What was the pig's name? Huskus. Huskus, the pig boy. I like that character. He was like eating a Hershey's bar. Yeah, the, the whole fun house is about exercise this week. Yeah, do do the muscle man dance. <laughs> I liked the, uh, it had a real Tim and Eric feel. Uh, with the cheap green screen production. I liked the uh, Vince McMahon puppet. That was cool. Oh, there was a Vinny Mac puppet. What'd he say? Oh, he just said, you, you guys better get back to work or, or you're, or you're. <laughs> like he was going to fire him, you know? <laughs> yeah. And Bray stepped in with a yowie wowie. Yowie wowie. And told him to zip it. So I, I how do you, I don't understand how, how they're going to, tr- how they're going to take this Firefly Funhouse to the ring. Do you, are you lost there too? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's still a disconnect. But uh, I mean, uh, uh, Bryce looking like. Did you see him in that workout video? He's looking trim. Oh yeah, he's looking good. Looking like he's ready for the ring. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm actually excited to see. I'm really excited to see how they translate that. Like, does he have the same music? Like, I don't think he can, right? No. I God, I hope not. Gotta be new music. And who's He's still his... got the Firefly. He still talks about Firefly, so it could be the same music. That's true. Who's his first opponent? Oh, Jesus. Probably Huskus. Who's Huskus? The, the guy. The pig? The new character. They just have a puppeteer in there. <laughs> and he pins a puppet with a Hershey bar. Yeah. I'm interested to see who, who his first feud is with and why. 
I hope it happens soon, though. Like this this week's fire, this week's funhouse is really good, but I think last week's wasn't really that good, right? No, I think it was a quick clip. Yeah. Last week. So this one was cool, but I think they do need to to uh, cut the cord on this thing, unleash it. Um. Oh yeah. Here's one of the previews to keep you on the edge of your seat for Raw. Uh. Ron Strowman and Bobby Lashley will have an arm wrestling match tonight. Oh, yeah. I got to see this. See? They keep showing me worthless stuff. Like I'm saying, who cared about it? Like, who cares about an arm wrestling match to begin with in wrestling? Like, when has that worked out? I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's been a couple of them that were okay. Like, the the Triple H versus uh, Scott Steiner... A bench press contest was entertaining. Well, they, they led to that. <laughs> they had like an Olympics. Yeah. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous. Up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. <laughs> it wasn't just a straight Steiner and Triple H will arm wrestle tonight. <laughs> but yeah, this one was random and, and yeah, it was it was worthless. I mean, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, that's why this week kind of sucked, because everything's just building to an international show, like you said. Yep. Where it's just like a glorified house show, and nothing's going to change. Did you happen to catch uh, uh, Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce? No, we did not get that on the Hulu. Okay. Uh, so you probably didn't get the uh, back in the locker room with Alexa and Nikki either. No. Because uh, Alexa was like, hold the lonely card and befriending Nikki. And in that kayfabe lifestyle, it seems like Alexa's turning a new leaf, but I'm calling horse hockey. I'm not, I'm not ready to make that commitment yet because she's still pretty heelish to me. Oh, yeah. And ended up, um, this was a weird match. So, like, Alexa, like, the Iconics were making fun of Nikki backstage. And, like, Alexa just stepped in to fucking shoo him away. And then befriended Nikki, and she's like, I'll come out to the match with you. So, is is Peyton versus Nikki with uh, Billy in Peyton's corner and uh, Alexa in Nikki's corner. Alexa orders coffee midway through the match 
And then it somehow gets spit, like, one of the Iconics bump it out of her hand. And she, like, has an emotional breakdown just sitting there crying. But that distraction helps Nikki get the win. And then afterwards, like, Alexa's just, like, distraught about this coffee, still sitting there, like, outside the ring, like, looking like a helpless soul. And Nikki's, like, all ecstatic and shit, like, trying to warm her up. And that's just kind of how it's left. <laughs> but then Alexa's back to being Alexa on SmackDown. I mean, still kind of cutting that line, but I don't know what the fuck her role is. I'm, I'm just confused. I'm curious, though. Like that, what's going on with her? Yeah, like, that's really all you got? Yeah. Is just a coffee storyline? Yeah. You're so upset that your coffee got spilt? Yeah, I don't know what her obsession is with getting coffee brought to her in the middle of segments lately. Yeah, because last week, remember, she was just ringside drinking the coffee. Yep. Did she uh, wrestle on SmackDown? Yeah. She did? Yeah. Okay. There's just a lot of a lot of weird stuff with her, like a lot of, is she cleared, is she not cleared... So, I didn't pay that close of attention to the match, but yeah, she wrestled. Um, they did a one more thing that I like from Raw. It's Triple H Norton face to face. Oh yeah, yeah, it was hilarious how Triple H like totally said what we what everybody was thinking in their head. He's like, "We, you and I know how these things go." It's like, yeah, we we really do, Triple H. Yeah, thank the, you. Thank the, you for being uh, transparent. The uh, the random uh, Triple H and Randy Orton in ring promo to promote the Saudi Arabia show. We we know exactly how that's gonna go. Uh, there's no story. Well, I mean, obviously there's a long term story, but no current story. Okay, yeah. But yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh. Yeah, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good back and forth, but then Triple H took it too far, in my opinion. With what comment? So, um, Orton, Orton hit him with a drop the mic bro comment. He's like, so Triple H, when you show up on Sunday, make sure you take your balls out of Stephanie's purse. Oh, shit. Hey, yeah, he got a reaction from the crowd, and... Like, Triple H is on the other side of the ropes at this point. And at first, he just kind of laughed it off like he was going to leave. And then he came back and he's like, you know, that's funny. It's just that they're so big. I'll try to fit them in the overhead on the plane right here. They're just so big. And, like, the crowd, like, like, you really? You're the boss here and you're talking about your big butt? Like, Vince has done this, but... You just sound stupid. <laughs> In wrestling, when you're the boss, you talk about your big balls. Yeah. Like, are we still talking about big balls in 2019? It seems like a little silly. Yeah. It is silly, but, you know. Yeah, I remember it, though. Then he said, then he told, uh, he told Orton he never had any balls, right? Oh, yeah. That'll be an interesting match. That's, that's probably one of the ones I'm I'm looking most forward to. 
Yeah, we'll go through. We'll get through SmackDown real quick. Whatever you liked from that, and then we'll we'll go through the card real quick, and have some predictions. Well, first, uh, Taker. Got 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 talk about Taker. Yes, this was weird. Don't you think? Uh, what the length of his promo or what? Just, I mean. I love Undertaker as much as anybody, but it's just getting to the point like the crowd's not as into the in, into the uh, intro anymore. It's just getting weird, man. I say hanging up. Oh yeah, yep. What do you think? I mean, he, I I think it's more for the internet. It's only international shows now. Yeah. And International is still down to see that. Because, I mean, it's a, like a legend. It's a mythical legend at that point for the international folk. Yeah. And this is, like, these international shows are huge paychecks. So, I'm not trying. I totally understand. If I, if I was The Undertaker, <laughs> I would definitely be doing these shows. Because there's no reason not to. Like, as long as you don't think you're going to get hurt, you're going to get another huge paycheck. You don't know how many of those you got left. Exactly. Like, get your money while you can. So, I'm not... I, I totally understand, but it's just... It's hard. Like, what was the one that was really bad? Was it the last one? Kane and Undertaker versus Triple H and... That one wasn't... That one wasn't terrible, was it? Or is that the one where it looked really bad? No, um, it was Triple H and Taker, and it was another one of these uh, international shows. I couldn't remember if these if it's the Australia one or if it's another Jeddah one. Yeah, that one was terrible. But don't you speak ill of the Brothers of Destruction? Actually, that one wasn't as wasn't too bad. Still didn't no, look that, great. That was a WrestleMania a couple years ago, I think. No, I think that was a Jeddah. The Brothers of Destruction. I think so, wasn't it? I don't know, I'll have to get out my binder and check. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was a, I mean, I don't know. Like, the, the intro doesn't get the big pop anymore, because we've all seen it. And it's just like, I don't know. But like I said, get your money, taker. Yep. Fuck it. Everybody will still watch, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I, I'm hyped for that, I'm just worried. That <laughs> somebody's gonna die. <laughs> No, just set the bar low. Try to set the bar low so it exceeds your expectations. Don't set that bar high. This isn't 97 Goldberg versus 97 Taker. No, this the, is 2019 yeah. Goldberg and Taker. No, the bar is not high at all. That's the, good. No, not high at all. I mean, I don't even know what it's going to be like. I mean, most of Goldberg's matches were two moves. Exactly. So, <laughs> maybe that'll maybe that'll work in their favor, you know? A yep. nice slow, or I'm sorry, a nice quick, quick match. Uh, so yeah, SmackDown wasn't nothing special. It's in Laredo, Texas, and it sounded like there's about a dozen people at the show. With the way I was hearing audience commentary. Yeah, that's always weird when you can hear the individual people. Yeah, I mean Laredo, Texas is not a big place, so. No. I imagine it's a smaller venue, but still, I could, like, hear comments from the audience in cringe. So, I, saw, I read that there was a, 
Um, Charlotte, Mella, and who else? Oh, Bliss. Bliss, that's where she was. Charlotte, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, Winner, uh, faces um, Bailey at Stopping Grounds, right? Correct. Okay, so how was the match? Who won? Give me the breakdown on that. So this was set up... Excuse me. This was supposed to be, like, quote-unquote impromptu. It was set up from a moment of bliss with Bailey, where... I mean, a moment of bliss, obviously, Alexis from Raw, she just came over and did a segment. Wild card, baby. Wild card. And she was being disrespectful to Bailey, like, never started the interview, was just waiting on her coffee the entire time. More coffee antics. Like, acting more heelish again. And then, uh, like, by the time... Like, she just started gloating about her own past, like, in comparison when Bailey was talking about being Money in the Bank winner, women's champion, Alexa, just like, oh, yeah, I remember being Miss Bliss in the Bank or whatever the fuck she was called. <laughs> Everybody's got a name. Everyone's got a name. And then Carmella comes out without truth, just Carmella, and she's like, you can't talk about Money in the Bank winning and women's SmackDown Women's Champion without mentioning Mella. So I'm like, oh god, is this where this is heading? And then Charlotte pops out. And just, is, like, gives us this weak-ass storyline to set up the match. Like, I just got told from my good friend Shane McMahon that we will have a match to determine... Who faces Bailey at stopping grounds? It'll be Carmella, Alexa Bliss, <laughs> and myself. Woo! I'm like, okay, that was really heavy-handed. Yeah. Like, that was a terrible way to set up that shit. Yeah, they had the match. Like I said, I wasn't too close paying attention to the match, but I mean, they were waking, like... You would think Charlotte would just stomp their fucking skulls in if you're living that kayfabe lifestyle. Oh, yeah. But they milk it and, like, make it like an even triple threat match. Uh, I want to say Charlotte was somehow distracted in this son of a bitch. Uh, Bliss ended up winning it with a boom DDT over Carmella. Really? Yep. So Alexa Bliss versus... Bailey, Bailey. Okay. At, at stomping grounds. I almost call it breaking grounds. Stomping grounds. Okay. So, is there anything else noteworthy from the old SmackDown? Uh, the twenty-four-seven title changed hands. Oh yeah, I saw that. I did see that part. And then uh, magically rechanged back to our truth under the ring. Yep, there was a count. There was a count under the ring. Our truth gets it back. And then I saw some stuff on social media. I don't know when it happened, but Jinder Mahal got the title or something. And then our truth got it back while Jinder was sleeping on the plane over to over to uh, Saudi. So is this belt only gonna be relevant as long as our truth holds it? 
Just that's the way it's made, they're making it seem. I don't know. They're like, really because as soon as Elias won it last week, I'm like, okay, I don't really give a fuck because Elias is probably going to be an asshole. I don't know. Yeah, they they've focused this title on our truth for sure. Yeah. But like the, I know you probably don't follow it, but on so, the the social media ones are kind of cool. I hope they kind of go that direction. Is that on Facebook or what? I don't know. I always see it on Instagram that other people post. But uh, like they had Jinder tried to tried to sneak up on our truth when he was playing golf one time. Oh yeah, they showed that on uh, Raw or Smack. They showed that sometime this week. So yeah, that's not a that's not a terrible idea. I like that idea. The absurdity of that was like how open that golf course was. You could clearly see gender and a referee coming from a mile away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah our truth and Carmella are caught completely off guard by yeah. the attack. Yeah. <laughs> I think that kind of stuff though could be good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, shit. If if it wasn't for like. TSA and shit. You could you could pull some wild shit in the airport. Oh yeah. Get arrested. Yeah, but yeah, if this was if this was pre nine eleven, yeah, that would be you could do some great shit. Yeah. I mean, the possibilities are endless if you're gonna take it out to the golf course on day one. Yeah, yeah. I hope they I hope they do more of that shit. I think that'd be good. But that's that's basically about it. Uh, there's a New Day versus KO and Zayn match to start off the show. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. But, I mean, that was just basically to further the Kofi Ziggler story. Yep. Like KO and Zayn weren't, weren't really thought of. They're just kind of pawns. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and do these. Uh, let's do some predictions. Well, hang on, hang on, Eric. What? We gotta talk about Goldberg now. Oh shit! Because he was the main event. I forgot about Goldberg. Come on! They didn't do the sparks. No, no, they'll do the. You know they don't do those on house shows or on TV shows anymore. No promo sparks. Once once they get in their national waters, (laughs) anything goes. They, they do them in Saudi Arabia. I remember that from the last time. I'm like, really? We're doing fireworks, huh? Yeah, Pyro's back. Pyro is alive in Saudi, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but yeah, the Goldberg promo, I liked how they got him from the back, banging on the door. I like that. The old school style. Yeah. Uh, he looks jacked still. I'm sure once he pops that, I'm sure he's been working out real hard for this thing, and once he pops that shirt off, he's going to be jacked still. I hope he shaves his beard. Down to just the goatee? Oh yeah, I just want him to look more old school when he's walking up. He look kind of polar bear-like Yeah. with that beard. Yeah. Looking like Santa Claus, Tim Allen. Yeah. I think the, I think the, the Sparks... And the actual in-ring entrance. Hopefully the people aren't just like WWE security. You need to get some actual police. Some quote-unquote police officers in there. Yeah, some beef, some beefy boys too. Yeah. And then the, they can protect uh, Goldberg from the world. 
Or no, I'm sorry, the world from Goldberg as he walks to the ring. Exactly. Because you don't want that animal to get loose. No. No, gotcha. <laughs> uh, so, in classic, I mean, we all knew that the, the gong was coming. I didn't. You didn't think so? No, and... Until he said, rest in peace, very heavily handed. Oh yeah, he was so heavy handed. Yeah, you knew something was coming, because normally it's, you're next. Yeah. But it was, you're next, to rest in peace. And then the gong hits, lights go out, and when the lights come back on, you know what time it is. Undertaker's behind him. And they go nose to nose, right? No words are spoken? Uh, yeah. They just get Goldberg and Undertaker nose to nose. And the purple. Couple old dudes. Purple lights. And then the gong hits again. Lights go out again. They give Undertaker time to scamper out of the ring. At least he needs a little more time than he did back in the day. Yeah, back in the day... It was much quicker, but now yeah. you, you don't want him to fall or anything. Nope. So Maybe need help getting out of the ring. Yeah, so the lights go back off. He clears out. Lights come back on, and it's just Goldberg. And then he says something else, right? He got the mic. He picked the mic back up, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I wrote down this quote because I thought it was funny. Okay, let's hear it. He said. On Sunday, Undertaker, you better bring your truck strap and tie that son of a bitch up tight. <laughs> like, why? First off, when does Taker ever wore a jock strap? Yeah, he cinched it. And why did he need to tie it tight? You gotta give him a low blow? Cinch it up tight. I don't know. So, uh. <laughs> I, I mean, it was great, though. I, I loved it. Yeah, no, it was. Like, you're right about. Like, this is just two old guys, and it probably won't be that great of a match, but you're right about the fact that you still have to see it. Oh, yeah. You still have to see 50, well, I don't even know. I feel like Taker's like 54 and Goldberg's like 52. The entrances will be longer than the match. Oh, for sure. For sure the entrances will be longer than the match. Do you think the the Saudis are going to... Nope, they're going to do the Goldberg chant? I don't think so, man. Their audience is real, like, soft last time. Yeah, they're weird. They're not hyped. No, because uh, it's it's just so foreign. Like, like, uh, you, you mentioned this the last Super Show. You had, like, families, kids on their phones in the front row because of their royal families and shit. So yeah. it kind of kills the vibe to an extent. Yeah, the the whole front area is all like royalty, so that always makes it real weird. Yeah, they got like strip club lounge chairs. Yeah, dude, it. You expect a a gal in a bikini to walk by while you blaze the Cadillac? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Super Showdown this Friday, tomorrow. Tomorrow. By the yeah, time tomorrow if, afternoon, if you want to be crazy. Yeah, if, if by the time you're hearing this, it's showtime. Basically. 
Yeah, 2 p.m. Eastern, so 1 p.m. Central. That's wild. I don't know when I'll get to be able to watch this sucker, but I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. You ready to do some predictions? Yeah, man, I made a monster comeback in the last show. Oh, what's the what's our overall record? Uh, overall, I'm 60 for 98, you're 59 for 98. But I've been in the dumps since, like, Royal Rumble to you and had a monster comeback. Had the money in the bank. Yeah. So you're up by one. Yeah, very tight race. Okay. Out of how many have we predicted so far? 98 matches you and I have, and then, like, Alex and Wolf have gotten, like, 25 or so under their belt. Okay. Well, let's go through these real quick. This, uh... Let's start with the 50-man battle royal. I don't even know how to... I don't think we have I a... Mean, just guess a wrestler, basically? Yeah, you just have to guess, because I don't have a list for you, and I wouldn't read it anyway, but... No. That's, 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 that's great radio. So, 50-man battle royal. Who do you got? Do you remember who won this last year? I do not. I'm going Bray Wyatt. Okay. No, scratch that. Okay. Scratch off the record. That was my final answer. I'm going Braun. Braun? That's not a bad choice at all. They're not going to bring Bray Wyatt back in a fucking Jetta show. That's a that you know probably not, but yeah, that brawn that's a good that's a solid pick. Um, I will go D Mac. Hell yeah! Those are a couple of classic battle royal picks right there. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be in the final five. Oh for sure. Um. Oh, Braun has a match versus Lashley. Did you know that? Oh, God damn it! So you might <sighs> you might want to change that pick. I'll change. Um, fuck! Everyone's got a match. Let me come back to this after I after I do the rest of the predictions because I don't know who's in what. Okay, let's go to. Probably a pre-show, the Usos versus the Revival, just a regular old tag team match. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Usos. Yeah, same. If this is pre-show, they're fucking going with faces. Let's go Lars Sullivan versus Lucha House Party handicap match. Oh, fuck. Do I have to watch this match? No, not at all. <laughs> but, uh... They, they buried him on SmackDown further. They gave him an extended promo, dude. And it was terrible. Oh, I didn't watch it. If you want to watch it. a train wreck, go watch that. I fast-forwarded through that on purpose. But, yeah, I could check that out. I'm gonna go Lars. Yeah. Keep pushing them, see where it takes them. Um, okay, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley, singles match. Who you got there? I mean, it seems like a face pay-per-view, but I'm going Braun. I'm going Braun, too. And then we have Finn Balor, which has been, he's been completely absent for me. 
Yeah, it's about on SmackDown. But I was really confused. I'm like, why are you attacking this guy? That's how long he's been out of the game. Finn Balor versus Andrade. Cian Almas for the Intercontinental yeah. Championship. Uh, on SmackDown, he uh, attacked Andrade after Andrade dropped Apollo Crews. Oh. Just to heat up the rivalry really quick. Microwave it, if you will. Yeah. Who do you got in that one? Is it a title match? Yeah. And Finn's a champ? Yep. God damn it, they're making this too. I'm going Finn, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going Finn too. No title changes overseas. I don't think so. Uh, Roman versus Shane. I mean, come on. I'm going Roman. You're giving me layups, dude. Yeah, I'm going Roman. <laughs> like, this isn't even fun to predict. No. Well, we're agreeing on everything. Yeah, because Shane, Shane stood tall at the, at, on Tuesday, right? And Monday. I don't know. He's not going to stand tall against Roman. He just keeps making dog metaphors that are whack. Yeah. <laughs> you get it, dog, puppy. Yes, it's clever, Shane. How long did it take you and your sneakers to come up with that one? <laughs> Kofi Kingston versus Dolph. This is for the championship. Now this, this is the one title I think could change. This is the only one with like a real story. Yeah. So yeah, it's possible. Well, I gotta still go Kofi, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Kofi too for sure. But it's possible. It is possible. Uh, Seth versus Baron. Come on, Jesus Christ! Universal Championship. <laughs> uh, I gotta go Seth myself, and I, I'm still calling bullshit on the cash in. Oh yeah, that'd be ballsy of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could cash in. Uh, it'd be a good pop for the Saudis. They like to see Brock out there. But yeah, I agree with you, dude. They're going to tease this cash in until SummerSlam or some shit. I think all we got left, yeah, all we got left is the, uh, the old timers. We got Triple H versus Randy Orton. Now, now it gets interesting. Yeah. These are the two interesting matches on the card because they're grudge matches. Yeah. Uh, so, whose pick is it for this? You you go first. See, my heart says Triple H, man. But I've been seeing Orton take down legends <laughs> on the network. He is a legend killer. He is a legend killer. Oh, fuck. I'm going to go Orton. Okay. Uh, I don't want to. My heart's with I'm rooting for Triple H, but he's a legend killer, man. He's going to hit Triple H with an RKO or two. Maybe a superplex. Yeah, I hope so. I, I think this will be the best match of the night. Yeah, probably true. I'll go... Uh, Ziggler. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I was going to go... Re I don't know here, though. I'll go Triple H just to make it interesting. There you go. And then we got 
If he can fit his balls in the overhead, of course. Yeah. And then we got The Undertaker versus Goldberg. You think this this has got to be the main event, right? Yeah, I'd say so, since it's Taker. Since Taker and since it's international. Yeah. I'll go... uh, Uh, I don't know, man. This is a this is a dicey one. I guess I'll go Goldberg. There you go. Stick to party line sauce. I'm going Taker. Okay. Hoping you take Goldberg. <laughs> this is an old this is an old WCW WWF rivalry. Yep. Who you got? Uh so, oh, oh, and then you, and then you gotta you gotta pick your battle royal winner. Okay. Um. Joe. Nice. So I thought he was in a match, but apparently not. He just gets a free title. Nope, yeah, he just gets handed to him. <laughs> so there you have it. The Super Show. 2 p.m. Eastern. Yep. 11 p.m. for you psychos in California. Or 11 a.m., excuse me. Oh, yeah. 11 a.m. Pacific. Wow. That's early That's early wrestling. Uh, I remember Corey was like, imagine waking up in California and starting your day by watching Undertaker and Goldberg go at it. I'm like, Corey, are you, are you a lazy motherfucker, or who's waking up at 11 on a Friday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most people have to go to work on Fridays. <laughs> yeah. They don't get up at 11. Oh, shit. Alright. I hope, I hope it's good. Yeah, I hope it is too, man. I think no matter, like like you said, set the bar real low. And then no matter yeah. what, it'll be like, ah, that was cool. Yeah. If, not, if anything, they're always kind of interesting just to see the difference in the show in the States and the show in Saudi, you know? Yeah. Like, there is that interest to me. Uh, it's always a little bit different. Like, you know, it's just, it's just weird. So it's something new. I mean, it's Goldberg and Undertaker, man. You gotta at least have eyes on it. The uh, one match that uh, my buddy said would be better than that, the only match would be uh, Sting versus Taker. But you can't do that no more. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I think Sting's done because, uh, I don't know if Seth Rollins was to blame for that. I can't remember what the dude was saying, but... He's done. He's done done? Yeah, he's done so. Hey, stick a fork on that crow. (laughs) Oh, that would be cool, though. But that's that that ship since sailed. Um fuck, I thought I had something else to say. Uh God damn it, sauce. Oh yeah. I was just gonna say that uh the general interest for me is I like to take stats on the uh Royal Rumble. So fifty man Royal Rumble makes it a hectic stat thing, so that that'll be the highlight of my watch. Oh well it's it's a battle royal actually. 
I'm pretty sure. No. I say that's gonna make it even harder for you. I don't take stats on battle royals. That's just a clusterfuck. You can't you can't start off with fifty men in the ring sauce. It says fifty man battle royal. I wonder if that was just too long last time. Well, yeah. I, I hope it's a royal rumble, but if it's a battle royal, then that'll just be. 15 minutes of nonsense because 50 men in the ring. I mean, think about that. Yeah, is that even possible? I don't think so. If so, it's going to be dumb as hell. <laughs> God, I really hope it's not a battle royal now. That's going to fucking shit on my, on my experience. Maybe there'll be two rings, dual rings. That'd be cool. That would keep it interesting. Yeah. That's it. You got anything else for wrestling or are we good? I want to see the man get back to being the man. Oh, yeah. They, they've really shat on the women's division because of this thing. Yeah. And now you got bad stomping ground or whatever in like two weeks, and they're going to be ill-prepared. Oh, is that... I was just going to ask when it's stomping grounds. Yeah, it's like two weeks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's cool. Like, who's in charge of scheduling? We need to check... Yeah, yeah, check for rescheduling. I'm pretty sure Vince's crazy ass is in charge of everything. (laughs) Alright, Jeff, well, let's enjoy uh, the super show, as we like to call it, tomorrow. And then uh, we'll do it again next week, huh? Hell yeah. Alrighty. Night, night. Night, night. But now I don't understand. calling it no, 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 good. I said, okay. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.